The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime. Where sexual assault is so common, you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia or obesity, dependent upon your job or title. Hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from the fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have any of these side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, guys, and welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're with my co-host, host of The Militant Modder, Paul Michael Bolin. Yes, and even if you're Steven Spielberg's daughter. <gasps> no! Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, uh, this was story was, uh, uh, there was an interview that his adopted daughter, uh, who was uh, adopted in 1996. They adopted her when she was a baby. Uh, Michaela? Michaela? Uh, yeah, she's announced to the world that she's going into porn. But it's not nearly as bad as it sounds, even though that sounds pretty bad. Yeah. So she's oh. apparently... So she's not going into uh, the world of adult film. She's going into the world of solo shows. So, uh, you know, don't think a lot less like uh, uh, Jack Me If You Can and more like uh, Schindler's Whittles or something like that. You know, I mean, it's... Oh, so, no. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was bad with, yeah. like, Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. He went, she went into porn. I was listening to her be interviewed and him talk about it, and he was just so heartbroken. Yeah. Uh, well, I've also seen footage of him just, uh, you know, when somebody asks him, so how's your daughter doing? He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, I heard your daughter's in porn. It's like, I don't know what you're saying. I haven't heard. <sighs> heard. I did see one of those this morning. This was tied into that. Now she's just going to do like, apparently like solo webcam stuff for private uh, or for, which has to say subscribers. Uh, well, the, the news reports from what Spielberg's saying is he's being very supportive. That's there is also, and you can take this with a grain of salt. This is according to page six, which is kind of the Inquirer of Europe, I think. Yep. Or England. Uh, that a source close to the family says the following: outwardly, outwardly Stephen Kate, uh, who are the most involved parents in the world and love their kids beyond all measure, have always been supportive of Michaela and try to understand her. And the family friend said, obviously, though, they're embarrassed of her sudden public admission of entry into the sex worker world. Uh, she uh, apparently she lives in Nashville. She's uh, working towards getting a sex worker license, which I think I guess is a thing out there. Yeah, you, you have to have a uh, license to to do this. What's she doing there, though? That's usually in Arizona. What happened? Uh, don't look at me, but she has a. Uh, she has a fiance that's twice her age. Uh, and, okay. Can't really work on that one that much. Uh, who's a, a former American professional dart player who currently plays British darts and is currently employed as an elephant trainer at the Nashville Zoo in Tennessee. What the fuck? I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use that, I'm sorry, I'm shocked. I'm trying to clean out my language. This did not help. 
Every time we uh, use bad language, uh, we give money uh, to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. So we swear because we care. <laughs> oh shit! Really? We're <laughs> on the roof. Alex, yeah. my assistant has to count this. For those of you who are <laughs> new, she is like in her off time a dominatrix. She's a little terrifying. She's gonna kill Paul. <laughs> yeah, luckily, I mean, she's she generally see absence makes the heart grow fonder. I try to only see her like once a year. <laughs> she's uh, yeah, she's got to count this. But oh my gosh! Yeah, so now now she uh, apparently has had. Yeah, she okay. She refers to herself as a plus size pixie. Uh, she's trying to get a license to be an exotic dancer in Nashville, and she's basically has said things like, "I've." She describes herself as a sexual creature. I've really got tired of not being able to capitalize on my body, and frankly, I'm quite tired of being told to hate my body. Now, where she also talks that, that she was a victim of sexual abuse, so that was not any immediate members of her family. Uh, she did go to uh, a, a very exclusive school in Santa Monica called Crossroads, but after, but somewhere either during where she should have been going there, uh, she was sent to a boarding school for troubled girls, and apparently that's where problems happen. Yeah, I'm gonna say, like I, I've adopted kids. Spielberg's adopted kids. We have one big difference, though. He's being supportive. I would beat the crap out of my daughter. Like, I have fostered kids. I've adopted kids. Right, right, I'm looking right, yeah, at fostering yeah. some more kids. Um, I only have one right now that's, like, full-time Keep adopted, that, that I've actually adopted. Off the pole. Yeah. I would beat her. With the pole. I know Yes. <laughs> like, I would, like... Okay, if, if I'm putting in this much work, you damn well put some work in too. And stripper is, I, I, I'm actually, now this being said, I think working in adult entertainment is fine. Right. I think working um, exotic dancers are brilliant. And I think Dita Von Teese is a freaking genius. I would not oh. be okay with that for my kid. If she wanted to get into the adult film industry, um, she, it better not be in front of the camera. If she wanted to get into burlesque, I'd put her in dance classes. But cover yeah, up the hoot nanny and do something with your life. Oh. No, I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm like, Paul's like, I know that little girl, stop. I'm yeah, just I'm not, saying. No. Okay. Focus. Okay. I'm just saying, I'd take down the pole and beat her with it. Back to Michaela. <laughs> uh, she has chosen the stage name of Sugar Star for her entertainment career. Uh, yeah, so she said that she, she wants was to make money, she should stick to Spielberg. She, yeah, uh, she's actually apparently proud that this is uh, she's uh, gonna be able to make her own money. Uh, I think she said somewhere in there, this she says she's like 23, 24 years old right now. Now, uh, but she's also talked about how she's been relatively open about some mental issues that she's had, and uh, you know, heart goes out to that borderline personality disorder alcoholism, mental health issues. She said she's had all this since like the age of, uh, said it was said 13 or something around there up until as little as two years ago, in which case it's like, I just, uh, ah, isn't done. I don't, doesn't know what the parents at this point have some sort of responsibility when you're, if there's mental illness, yeah, drugs and alcohol, when you're talking about drugs and alcohol, is one thing that has to be treated professionally by a doctor, but you know, so does drugs abuse. and alcohol. And yeah, okay, I understand that. I'm just, I my my heart goes out. So I don't. I'm going to say this, and when I say this, I don't know Spielberg. I know people right. that know Spielberg. Um, I was once accidentally attached to a conversation of his, um, mm. with him and a bunch of people that couldn't figure out how to use their email. Because of the same person I know that knows Spielberg, he used to be like Spielberg's right-hand guy. Um, right. And from what I've heard, he was a really involved dad. Not we're not talking, and so was his wife. Like we're not talking nannies. We're not talking. Um, we're no, not talking, we're talking Angelina. boarding schools for uh, for I, wayward for girls. Trouble, I get it. But and here's what concerns me: is you look at Angelina there, Jolie, right? Um, 
you've got a woman who's like, I'm going to adopt them. Somebody else can raise them. Spielberg was from, and again, this is personal stories I've heard from very close friends of his, was very involved. He got involved with like other people's kids and all his other kids turned out great. So my question is, where was the malfunction with this kid? He's had her since she was an infant. Right. Um, his adopted kids, his stepkids, even his goddaughter, who was Drew Barrymore, when she turned into a screw-up, he got involved. Well, so, hell, I, she, he even, uh, when she posed for Playboy, she he apparently had all the, had digital clothing put on all of her pictures. I, no surprise. Like, from, from what I've heard from people that are very, are very, very close with him... Um, he's an excellent parent, and when you look at his other kids, they're in a really good place. But for this Agreed. girl to have been sent to a troubled school in the first place, it means uh-huh. there were already problems before right. she was abused. And this breaks my heart. I hate talking about this kind of well, abuse. She talks about the abuse happened at the at the boarding school. I have not but been able what to ha- find out what the name of that. What happened? I'm not sure. Well, no, no, no. I mean, what happened before that? She wouldn't have been sent to the boarding school if there wasn't a problem. Like, I I would no. send... I'm not opposed to if, if my... if um, you know my daughter. Um, when I adopted her, she'd already had a rough, a rough. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no details necessary. I, no, 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 okay. no, no. Um, she already had a rough go, but I would send her if I needed to to um, a boarding school. I wouldn't want to, but if there were some right. serious problems and I thought this would help, I would do it. I'm really lucky. <laughs> she's a great student. She's a great kid. But yeah. um, I, on, it would I, I get time that she looks in the time period that she'd be around the time she was either. 13 or 14 or something like that. Yeah. But that's that's it. So there had to have been problems for her to be sent to that school because he's not a guy that's like discards his kids. Abuse happened. Apparently she was made to feel uh, bad about her body there. And uh, apparently some of the counselors said, this is, this is her word, not mine. Uh, uh, There is an interview on uh, the sun uh, it's a newspaper, a London newspaper, I think. Yeah, the sun, the sun's a rag mag from England. Fair enough. Okay, so the, but these these words came out of her mouth. So, all right, I'm not just going off the text. I, I, I get that. And I'm she just, said that mm-hmm. she was basically the she had counselors there told telling her that uh, if she masturbated, she would that was being selfish, and that eventually she would if she kept if she did it often enough she would go crazy. Oh, boo-hoo. I went to Catholic school. They said worse stuff than that. I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for that. Okay, you were told not to I'm not debate. saying that. I'm, not, I'm just giving you the, uh, the, the type of environment that she went into and the abuse happened in that environment. And I, she didn't really go into very specifics, much less say the name of the place. Of course. And I get it. Uh, but it didn't, I'm pretty sure that what I'm saying was only the tip of the iceberg. Of course, it's only the tip of the iceberg. But what I'm saying is I want to know what happened, why why she was off the rails to be sent there in the Uh first place. Because it wasn't – she was raised in a loving home. Um, Uh She was raised in a good home from from all accounts. And these – so for for guys guys listening in, when you work in entertainment, you may not know someone, but you know someone that knows someone. Mm -hmm. Everyone may not know what's going on. But you do hear, like in, in entertainment, you do hear. They're just, everyone knew about Cosby. Like there, there are just things you can't hide. And Spielberg, that it's not, I mean, I hear lots of bad things about him, but never about the kids. Like mm. I've never I mean, heard. I, I've been on one Spielberg film and there are members of, of his crew that were complete and utter assholes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he seemed rather nice, you know. Yeah, he's just chill. I did that. Thing where I was like walking, we're walking towards one another, and we kind of we both go to the left, and we both go to the right, then we both go to the left, and we both go to the right thing, and, he, and I just kind of like so I stopped Child. immediately and just went one way and say <laughs> I'm going this way, uh, and he seemed to seem to find that happy, and I was not thrown off the set after that, so we'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, well, I've uh, never heard of anyone being tossed off. Like he's from what I've heard, he's involved. We're going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to wildly speculate more about what could have possibly happened to Spielberg's kid. And and don't worry, she's not going to be starring in the uh, Close Encounters of the Turd kind anytime soon, all right? Fabulous. Is she doing, what what, what was the other one you said that was terribly racist, I can't believe they turned into a porn? 
Oh, well, I, I don't think Spielberg had anything to do with 12 Inches a Slave or 12 ah, Years. But yeah, gotcha. that, was that, that was the one that when you said that, I was like, good God, things have gone too far. It was, it's <laughs> bad. I'm From somehow Lane. Makers of Roots, the triple X parody. Not oh, kidding. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm somehow Lane. We're with my co host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. We'll be right back after this. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We all know that today our country is in many ways run by vested interests, which have accumulated large amounts of power for themselves and at our expense. But this can be changed by recognizing the problems and then by adopting libertarian solutions to address them. Tune into All Rise, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray. Judge Gray and his guests will discuss the problem areas of today and then present solutions that result in a better world for ourselves and our children. Tune in Fridays at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen. G'day, Paul. Good day, good day. Uh, let's see. And Michaela also will be starring in things like Jurassic Balls. Oh, my God. Or, that's uh, Shaving Ryan's Privates. Uh, let's see. There's Forest Hump, but also Sorest Rump. Come, Forest Come. <laughs> uh, and she will not be doing these things. At least that, those, that isn't what she's projecting for her near future. Jesus. <laughs> I'm, I'm like really bothered. I saw one. I had someone write in when we were talking about pornos before mm-hmm. um, yeah. about a, a movie called Edward Penis Hands. Right, so right. I, no, I was that like, one does exist. I have I, seen it. Really? I, was, yeah. I thought he made it up. I'm like, what? people come they, up with no, these amazing they, titles. They just, they just put dildos on the dude's fingers. That's it. That's all it was. There you mm. go. They actually did a nice makeup job on it. Whoever did that, I will, I will give them credit for that. Uh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's yeah, say guys. Our giveaways this week are an ATV ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, a float at True Rest, Sedona or Las Vegas, or tea at Amanda's Tea House, which is one of my favorite places to go. So tell us your weirdest porn title. Write that into us on Twitter. And whoever has the weirdest porn title will have a choice of any of those things. Um, I know I said True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas, but you can actually use that anywhere. Fair enough. And uh, we'll, we will take out of the running Add Mama to the Train. Oh, God. How Stella Got Her Tubes Packed. <laughs> and uh, One Fell Into the Poo Poo's Nest. So uh, those oh. are like off the table. <laughs> yeah, so, we've said them. You can't use them. But yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's been a weird morning. Uh, it's been a very weird morning. Well, I, I'm, I'm stuck. Some of them are kind of racist. A lot of them are really kind of racist. 
Very racist. Hell, hell there was one with the, the they did those for, and talk about like a deep pull. I think Spielberg actually produced these movies, but uh, or was a guy producer on these movies? But Clint would directed them. But uh, the the splatters of Iwo Jima and fags of our fathers. Oh wow! Right, yeah. guys, if you can also tell me the most, what is it? Give me your most, um, your least PC. Or your funniest. Give me one of each. Your least PC and your funniest. And we'll do a giveaway for each of those. Because I'm curious about like... Oh my god. And so we're going to back out of this one. And actually show some good news in This Week in Sexual Harassment. Harvey Weinstein was convicted on two charges. Not enough, but a start. I love... You know, when he first got arrested... They are just so hard to take in. Especially with talking... this, This was based off the two... Two cases. One was a uh, production assistant that he forced himself on. Uh, I bl- I don't know if it was uh, if he penetrated her with his schmeckle. Uh, I think all I've seen is that it's uh, it was forced. Uh, basically, he went down on her. Still, so that's why it was reduced to sexual battery or third. Yeah. No. Yeah, so it's sexual battery as opposed to. Yeah. I, I think what's so hard to me about girl these. continued a relationship oh. with. Him. That was the problem with that one. You, it doesn't matter. You don't have a choice. Like, I, I've been very lucky. I have yeah, not been. I get it, but that makes it more. But you're t- what I'm saying is it makes it more complicated. Oh, 100 percent. I um. And, and that's I, where a prosecutor, a public prosecutor, uh, probably won't go with it because. But uh, you know, so uh, it's a good thing that. Uh, and I grant, I don't understand how Gloria Allred was their uh, lawyer. When, when her his, daughter's just, right? His daughter was uh, Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein's attorney. So. so that Lisa, for those who don't know, Gloria Allred, like, you know, women's rights, blah, blah, blah. Um, I actually think she's done some really cool stuff. On the flip side, her daughter is Lisa Bloom, who's stuck up for Weinstein. I got to say, though, when Harvey Weinstein first got accused... I didn't believe it. Like, I'd, I'd heard rumors over the years. I really had. But <laughs> I'd met him. He was so nice. Um, I'd been alone with him. I'd had drinks with him. Like, he'd never done anything. But when I met him, um, he was trying to work with my, my old boss, who was probably one of the most terrifying mm-hmm. people on the planet. And had he, you know, looked at me cross-eyed, one, he wouldn't have got the job. Two, my old boss would have taken his head off at the neck. Um yeah, that that's yeah. That, and, that's and somehow, I like I get, I understand your situation, but when the the more famous ones, like the ladies that were, uh, like like just had Oscars in their hands, you know, not necessarily like Rose McGowan. But they weren't. They weren't. They, I'm talking. Uh, and uh, but they weren't. Judd, Julia, they weren't money to him. So the only reason, because I look back, I don't, I don't know anyone any of the girls in my office that he so much has touched girls, famous girls that were under contract where I was, he didn't touch. Um, and it was because of my old boss, Paul. And the reason he, and he, he was a monster. Like he went from, you know, he, he was in charge of Viacom. He was in charge of Paramount. Like he was this whole thing. We, we kind of had a similar, uh, similar, we had a similar discussion with this when I talked about how, uh, like, uh, friends close to the Obama said that, they knew Harvey Weinstein was a creep for years, and it was only months before that his daughter was interning. Obama's daughter was interning at the Weinstein Company. But it, it comes down to to this. It's one, do you believe it? And two, um, and by the way, yes, I do, 100%. But what I mean from that is the girls he didn't touch weren't the ones that were Oscar winners. The girls he left alone were the ones associated with where he was going to get his funding and his distribution. He simply wasn't peeing where it fed him. I believe that he did, uh, and both Angelia Jolay said that he tried to force himself on her. her, uh, She's she's the one who actually uh, apparently caused a stink around the time. Time. Uh, It might have cost her some work, but I I think she didn't care. But but, Uh, Mira Sorbino... Oh yeah, I know that. Well, I, I, know, uh, I know he did that, but when he Paltrow didn't. was hit, I, my problem is, is that a 1999 Gwyneth Paltrow. That's a pretty powerful figure in this town. But it's not money. The problem where he didn't, he wouldn't. What's the expression? You don't pee where you eat. The girls he left right. alone 
were the ones that were directly associated with the people funding him. He didn't give a shit about talent because someone's famous today doesn't mean they're famous tomorrow. The girls who left alone were Obama's daughter because you don't want to die, man, and he'll get you shot. It was, it was, as he's mentioned before. You just don't do that. You don't, um, you don't mess with. It's like hard not to notice. You just think that there is, there was enough of a stink going around. Around. And when you have a little bit of power, shine a little bit of light on this stuff, because this is, if, if these accusations were all leveled at Harvey in 1999, how many people wouldn't have gotten hurt, all I'm saying? I, no, I, I agree with that. I just, I wasn't around in 1999. <laughs> like, I, I, was, I was like 10, so I was not very useful. Um, no, no, neither would I. And I've never been a 1999 uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know? But she didn't say anything because she didn't want it to affect her career. Well, but that's it. She didn't want it to affect her career. I get why Harvey didn't go after certain girls. Damn. That's that's my point. Others be damned. You know, sure, this stuff was going around. Didn't stop Obama from sending his daughter in? Yeah, of course. His daughter is going to be safe. His daughter has... His daughter probably had a secret service. In fact, I wouldn't. I would have a problem if she didn't have secret service. No, I, I agree. That's makes not what. Yeah, that secret service agent kind of weird, but you know, whatever. It's Hollywood. Uh, that, that's not as uncommon as you'd think. I've taken on like famous people's kids. Right, but it's almost condoning his actions with people who have less power than than they Well, are, hear, you know? hear me out here. I don't. I don't even think it's that. I think it comes down to. Even the girls he didn't touch because he didn't want to risk his funding was why he didn't touch them. The girls he did things to that came into some power later didn't do anything about it because they didn't want to risk their careers. And I get it. I had um, an A-lister do something horrific to me. I was very lucky. I wasn't raped. Um, But he tried. Uh, You know about this situation, Paul. But what would happen if I said it out loud? What would happen to my job? What would happen... Even to this show, I, I would be done. I get it. I get it. Because you never were as powerful as Gwyneth Paltrow was in 1999. Pretty much, yeah. With an Oscar in her hand. But if I was, would have had an opportunity. I'd have took him on. But there you go. But if yeah. I was, if I ever achieved that level, the absolute first thing I would do is go after that man. Because right. I know I'm not the only girl he did it to. And, she, and I'm not just, I'm, I know I'm being rather unfair to just single it, like I'm singling out Gwyneth Paltrow. There no, no, no. Of, this happened to Gwyneth Paltrow when boy- she had the, Brad Pitt yeah. was her boyfriend at the time and her parents are famous. Come on. Yeah. Uh, she could have done something. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. sad enough she's into that weird goopy crap. I really hate goop. <laughs> like it's so out of touch. If you guys watch well, that yeah, special 70- on goop. There's so out of touch. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm so, like, getting ready to not watch that. But, you know, it, <laughs> it's, she, she had a candle that says it smells like her vagina, and apparently her vagina out. smells uh, blood oranges and lemon zest? I don't know. It's just, well, I, I have no idea. That's what that's what she puts out, but the it's actually sold out. This, this Netflix special is so out of touch, and they're talking about alternative medicine. I want to say I believe in holistic medicine, but medicine is medicine. If it's holistic, it works. If it's alternative, that means it's not freaking medicine, people. Right. And, the, um, and the words I want written on my headstone, and I got a, my name is my favorite quote from a TV movie, from a TV show ever. My name is Earl. Whoever said laughter is the best medicine never had gonorrhea. <laughs> One, I love my name is Earl. I hate that that show was canceled. Two, um, that is fantastic. But, yeah, I, I get why you're singling on Gwyneth Paltrow, though. I do. I genuinely, genuinely do. Because she is, of all the people at every time, she right. could have done something. Out of all of them, uh, I mean, that, that was the height of it. If if I had the power now that she had, the first thing I'd do would be out about 15 guys that no one has or will touch. How many times has, has like, Meryl Streep worked with Harvey? Are you saying that she didn't hear anything? You hear things, but on the flip side, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and this is gonna suck. Oh, and I, I hear hate things because I only had like limited exposure to them. I knew somebody who worked for Weinstein when the Weinstein company was just around. 
I knew uh, the guy who I knew the Gulligers, uh, John, who won the. But Paul, I've heard. I've heard rumors about guys I know didn't do it. I've heard rumors about guys assaulting girls that we all know are actually gay. So it's complete bullshit. So when it comes to rumors in the press, it's hard to believe. But rumors around Hollywood, it's not going to be bullshit. And And you will have. I heard it. Like, I heard it. I didn't believe it, but I heard it. And I will admit, unfortunately, these things just simply drown down to. He said, she said. In the case of Harvey Weinstein, it's just, he said, she 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 said. I believe that that's... 80 fucking women said, ah! It's horrifying. It really is. But you've got to look at the Cosby situation. There's a point where you have so much power. Like, everyone knew about Cosby. Everyone. It just, everyone knew. And collectively, we all just shut the hell up. Cause uh, I okay, now I didn't know, didn't know him at all. Never got to work, never got anywhere working. Well, I, I didn't know him. That I was always warned never to hard. work with him. I'm not trying to be more virtuous than anybody. It's just that <laughs> I don't have any experience with him. But clearly, guy's an asshole. Yeah, uh, uh, I know. Oh, we gotta go to break. When we come right. back, we are going to be on with our very very special guest. guest. Have a guest. We do. We have a guest today. Um, I'm kind of excited by that. We have mm-hmm. Jordan Matter on. He's a portrait and dance photographer. He's author of the New York Times that bestseller, Dances Among we're Us. We're going to let him talk about Oh, himself. right, all right. We'll let him talk about himself. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bowen, and we'll be right back after this. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The American political system can be so confusing. It seems to change by the hour, and there's seemingly no way to keep it all straight. And don't get me started on the corruption that's going on inside the political machine. Listen for Political Hogwash with America's next number one pundit, David Cooper. He'll bring the American dream right where it needs to be and set government straight on who needs to be accountable. Listen Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you are working on your path to enlightenment, may we suggest another guide point to help you get there? It's Soul Healing Conversations with your host, Roz Kincaid. Roz and her guests are making this show a safe place to find balance, healing, and transformation. You'll learn how to manifest the best version of your life. Make sure you join Roz every week for Soul Healing Conversations, live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. Discussing all things Hollywood, and as a segue, I'm trying to think right. of how we, we segue trans- from like. Yeah. We have to transfer out of talking about things like clear and present stranger, black cock down. So, <laughs> and okay. This. So now we have guests, and those titles have nothing to do with our guest today's career and what he's doing Fabulous. now. So. Let's just segue away from rape and porn. Like this has been a very strange show. Um, welcome. Yeah. So I'd like to welcome (laughs) Jordan. I know it's all about Hollywood and those two hit the nail on the head. Um, Jordan Matter, welcome to the show. So you're a... Thanks for having uh, me. 
You're welcome. You're welcome. So you're a photographer. You're a YouTuber. You're an author. You're kind of an all-around badass. Can you tell everyone a little bit about um, your YouTube channel? Let's start there. Okay, my YouTube channel is Jordan Matter, and I do behind-the-scenes videos with uh, dance dancers, circus artists, contortionists, cheer, anything that has a lot of movement to it. I'm a photographer, so it's usually about the photos that I'm taking of these people. Very, very cool. Now, I, I get the photography. Your photos have been everywhere. You've been featured ABC World News, Nightline, Late Night with Seth Meyers, Today, BBC, New York Times, HuffPost, O Magazine. You have a very long list. I'm not reading it. So lots of places. Um, what made you decide to go with the YouTube portion of it? I get the photography, but why the YouTube portion? <laughs> the YouTube thing actually came when I was working on my third book, Born to Dance. And I was photographing a bunch of um, star dancers, people that have been in Dance Moms or America's Got Talent. And I started putting them in YouTube videos, really as just a way to start promoting my book. I wasn't expecting any sort of real success with YouTube. I knew nothing about YouTube. I didn't know that you could monetize YouTube. I didn't know uh, anything about ad rev or views or anything. I was just putting them out there. But relatively quickly, it started to take off. I only found out later that that's very unusual. But in the moment, um, I came up with something called a 10-minute photo challenge on YouTube. And I see how many shots I can get in 10 minutes. We go running around screaming crazy, telling stories with photos. And people started really liking it. So that started trending. That was about two years ago. And then that's when I started doing weekly videos. And it's just continued to grow from there. Well, now you became a real hot discussion topic last week. Um, and you've been a hot topic. I was unaware of that. On and off. I, I, I didn't know I was a discussion topic. Oh, yeah. So uh, our job, we stalk and go see what's trending. And by we, I mean, like, my assistant. Because <laughs> I don't. <laughs> right, I, I, right. I can turn on my computer. That's about as far as we're going. No, I, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm phenomenal at, <laughs> with technology. But you are. You, you trend really, really well. And um, people started talking about you on Reddit. And you started kicking up there, and the discussion was actually about your photography and um, how you're translating, you know, from photography and into this YouTube channel and people wanting to make their own YouTube channels like yours. So what advice would you have for somebody that wants to do this? Well, that's really fascinating. I had no idea about that. Um, I have learned uh, some things over the last couple of years about YouTube. And, and first of all, here's what I think most people do. They have a trajectory. They come up with something. Uh, if they're fortunate enough for that something to be interesting to a large amount of people, then they'll start getting subscribers and views. And usually at some point they plateau, and then that's when they fall back on the same thing, and they just basically keep making the same video over and over again. So the two pieces of advice I'd have, number one, do what's unique to you. Don't automatically start trying to do what everybody else is already doing. I think one of the reasons that I had success is I came up with something different. There weren't a lot of photographers doing photo shoots on YouTube in a way that makes it exciting to watch. And these are not tutorial videos. These are, these are more like, I'm, it's almost like a, a host of a talk show. And every week I have a different guest on. And then people tune in to see what crazy thing I make that guest do. So if the guest is particularly well-known, more people will tune in. Um, last week I posted something with some TikTok stars, uh, so that might have had something to do with the trending in the Reddit because maybe people were starting to get more turned on to my work, having just seen all of those YouTube well, stars, I mean TikTok that stars. That makes sense. Like, so. The, the tic TikTok so and, then, um, and then the second Reddit advice I'd have would be, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear. The second advice I'd have would be once you hit a plateau continue to make the best video you can make every week and stay creative. A lot of people, they just start taking their ad rev check and they just keep making the same video over and over. But if you, if you want to stay relevant, you've got to create new content every week, something exciting so that your audience doesn't get bored. I think that's great advice. What have you found the hardest um, with photography? Because I know we're going to get a lot of photography questions. To the audience, I want to say really quickly, we are actually doing a pre-record. I know we usually do a live show. This is a pre-record, so when you start writing me on uh, on Twitter and asking your questions, I'm not going to be able to answer them. So I'm just guessing at what your questions will be based on what your questions usually are. So um, as far as the photography goes, what? How do you get into that? How do you? Are you just born with an eye for it? My grandfather was a photographer. 
And he was Swiss, so he didn't talk a lot. So the only way I could really bond with him was by sitting in his dark room and watching him work. So it was a romantic place for me when I was young. And I always fantasized about having something where I could be as passionate as he was. And then it turned out one day I biked the top of a mountain. I looked over the mountain and I wanted to take a photo of the landscape, but I realized I had no idea how to do it. So the next day I enrolled in a black and white printing course. And once I took my first photo and developed it, I, I had this hallelujah moment where I realized it was what I was meant to do. And as corny as that sounds, I've been taking photos ever since. And I think that, you know, if you want to be a photographer, obviously, same thing as YouTube. Photograph what you know, what's familiar to you, and what excites you. There's so much photography out there on Instagram. The second you start trying to copy what everyone else does, you're lost. All the photographers who break out of the, of the, 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 the huge amount of content being created and, and get known are doing something unique to them. So for me, it was not specifically just dance photography, but taking dancers and telling stories about everyday life and showing how much beauty there is in the mundane moments of life. And that, that's what started me in, the, in this whole trajectory on social media was finding something that hadn't been done before and doing it uniquely to myself and loving it, enjoying it, showing the process and continuing to do it consistently. Now, I, I'm going to say I've never had an eye for photography. Um, I, I just look terrible. Uh, my, my pictures are just awful. If someone wanted to take a good I could photo, tell you some I quick tricks not... if you want. Pardon? You want me to give you a few quick tricks to make your, your, your photos better and the photos of your listeners better? 100%. Okay, here's a few quick tricks. Uh, number one. Use a longer lens. Most people are shooting with their phones to zoom in because then it blurs out the background. Usually people put the subject too small in the frame, so there's too much distracting stuff around them. And then secondly, shoot with even light. Like go in the shade. Don't shoot with sun behind because then the photos will, um, will, will just be underexposed on the subject. And use portrait mode whenever possible. It's going to put portrait photographers out of business. It looks great. If you just use even light, the best light to use if you want to do a portrait is window light. Photographer puts their back against the window, and the subject uh, has the window light going on their face. Put it in portrait mode, and it's going to look like a $5,000 portrait. Love it. I do want to give, I do want to say, though, um, because I constantly have people asking me, like, can I just take my headshots on my phone? No, hire a damn photographer. They exist for a reason. But for your selfie, <laughs> you know, before I started doing YouTube, that. my bread and butter for years was uh, was, was headshots, it, actors, models, headshots. Um, I don't do it anymore. I do the social media stuff now. But when I was doing it, I was doing two or three people a day, and they were paying a lot of money to be there, and it was because I knew what I was doing. I have to be 100% honest. Portrait mode with window light gets you kind of close. Now, you should hire a professional photographer, <laughs> but if you need a snapshot of yourself, to just put up on LinkedIn or, 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 or just a biopic, you can do it with the right light. What the people make the mistake with is they just have bad light or they shoot with the subjects back to a window so everything is underexposed. But if you do it right, it's going to look pretty good. Not as good as professional, but much better than it should given that it's a phone. So I legitimately think that the iPhone is going to put a lot of photographers out of this, unfortunately. Well, I think it's going to put a lot of bad photographers out of business. I've met an insane number of people who think because they can do their own Instagram, they're suddenly photographers. It's like Instagram models. Mm -hmm. I don't believe Instagram models are a thing, and I don't believe Instagram photographers are a thing. Um, I, I think it takes a lot However, of time and talent than that. I agree with you. Of course, you're preaching the choir here. However, when you're putting so much content out there every day that is taken with phones, suddenly that becomes the new standard. And then everybody judges the okay. photos based on that. Well, that's going to make you guys like, look like, like rock stars. You, like, I, I've seen your photography. You're incredible. So with people trying to do I their own stuff on their phones. I don't think anybody can do what I do with a phone. But, uh, yeah, but, but, but I, think, I, I, I don't think anybody can do what I do with a phone. I just think that um, what, what happens is when there's so much stuff out there, it's, it's just as much about the concept as it is about the technique. In other words, okay. if you take a professional photographer who has great skill but has no concept for an interesting photo, and you put that next to somebody who has a great concept but uses a phone, more people will be interested in the shot with a great concept. So it's, it's about agree. imagination and, and concept and less about technique. I, I actually agree with you there. Um, now, if you can get, like you, if you can get the talent 
and the you know the, the the concept and the the ability, then you knock it out the park. Um, right. Then you're that, that's, just, that best of both worlds. Yeah, and and I think that's what you need if if you want to be any good as a photographer. Now, how was it working with the women from Dance Moms? Well, I, do you mean Abby Lee, the the, the instructor on Dance Moms, or I've worked yeah. with almost everybody from that show? Well, Abby how, Lee, do you, uh, how do you find them? They found me. Um, the, one oh. of the dancers from Dance Moms, her name is Nia Sue. She reached out to me. She was, I, a couple of my books have been bestsellers, so a lot of the people in the dance world already knew of me before I even started doing YouTube. And one of them was this girl from Dance Moms. She reaches out to me. She said she wants to do a photo shoot. I filmed that photo shoot, put that video on YouTube. That video went viral because it was her. And as a result, I started building up a following that way. So it was, you know, it was definitely uh, very good for me <laughs> professionally that I had access to all these dance moms kids. They so they just, you know, they'll reach out to me and say, let's let's get together and do a shoot, or I'll reach out to them. A lot of times, what I'm looking for is who is an exciting person to feature on my channel. People want to see, but also that brings something different. So I got known as a dance photographer. But if you look at my YouTube channel now, there's much more variety than dance. So. Last week I did TikTok. The week before that it was circus. It was contortion. Um, on Thursday I'm putting out a, a video from the cheer cast of, on Netflix. Um, and so we all went around and we did cheer in Texas. So every week there's something different and new, but usually it has to do with some sort of physical performance like gymnastics or dance. I'll have to send you out, put you in contact with uh, – We the show actually supports a gym called Free MMA. It's a, it's a nonprofit, but it's run by professional MMA fighters. So I'll have to hook you up with those guys. So I think you'd have fun with that. These oh. guys are damn near contortions. Oh, my God. I would love that. I would love that. That would be insane. Yeah, and I'd love to see because what you do is incredible. Guys, check him out. Um, he he really, really is incredible. His photography is amazing. But more than that, what he's doing on his channel is amazing. You can check him out on Jordan Matter. Um, is, is all your social media Jordan Matter? Yes. Okay, where can everyone find you? Let's go there before I get into more questions and we get cut off. Okay, the main place is YouTube, Jordan Matter, or TikTok, Real Jordan Matter, or Instagram, Jordan Matter. Those are the three places I post most of. And every Thursday, every Thursday there's a new video on YouTube. So check him out. It really, he's got some incredible content. What was the hardest shoot you ever had? What was your most challenging shoot? That you had to put up on YouTube, like the hardest to balance <laughs> yeah, between your photography I, and YouTube. I'll tell you. I'm sorry? The hardest to balance because you're doing, you're doing two shows at once. You're doing your photography and you've got the YouTube, go- the, the, the filming for YouTube going on. So you've got these two things going on at the same time. So you've got to keep two different yes. projects in mind, essentially. What's the hardest one you've had is, uh, making cohesive? You're absolutely right. That's a really good point. I'm trying to get a great photo while I'm also aware of, of entertaining an audience while I'm doing it. That yeah, is that's challenging hot. because people don't have a much of an attention span. Fortunately, I'm a very manic person, and my whole channel came out of the fact that I move very fast, I make quick decisions, so that all the videos are very high energy. What, what makes it hard is if something is getting in the way of that energy. So one of the hardest ones, the first one comes to mind, was a video I did a while ago in a grocery store. We did a 10-minute photo challenge in a grocery store. The thing about that is we had no permission. We never have permission to be anywhere we are. We don't get permission. <laughs> we just make it, we just like, like I'll have an idea. Oh, let's go to that grocery store. And then we go and we shoot a video there without any pre-planning. And this 10-minute photo challenge is how many shots can we get in 10 minutes before, before we get stopped or you know, before time runs out. So we're running like, around <laughs> in the grocery store, go- dumping pretzels and milk spilling all over everywhere. But I'm trying to be quiet because I don't want anybody to hear or see us. And the quiet was difficult because usually I'm screaming and yelling and running around. (laughs) And then right when the video ends, the police arrive because the grocery store didn't stop us. They just called the police. So just as we're wrapping up, (laughs) the police show up. And so we have that whole thing on video. So usually every week, it's some variation of that. I, I found that one of the things that I look for as a barometer to decide if I want to do that shoot is whether or not it freaks me out. And if it doesn't freak me out, either because I'm going to get in trouble or it's dangerous or because it's just an awesome shot or it's really hard, 
if I'm not freaked out in some way, I don't bother with it because then the audience won't be freaked out. So everything we're doing is real and it's difficult. And, and then, of course, every week you've got to push the limits a little bit more because you want to do better than what you did last week. So that's guerrilla filmmaking at its best. I love that. Um, I, I don't know if you go, well, yeah, it's YouTube. So that's guerrilla filmmaking at its best. Um, there's a, I, I'm, I'm going to take you, they do a hard sparring thing when these guys are getting ready to compete for fights where it's brutal and you'd actually have to get on the mats with like 40 of these guys fighting beforehand. So I'm, I'm going to have to get you in with those guys. Just duck, learn I, to duck I really would quickly. I'd love to get in on that. I've never <laughs> done anything with MMA. It would be a lot of fun. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to hook you up with these guys. Just learn to duck. I've been punched trying to go see what's uh, uh, going on. You, oh, but, okay. <laughs> what's I up, just, Paul? You know, when, when, when somebody says learn to duck, just believe them. <laughs> believe them. You're not, you're not really selling it there, Summer. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, right. It's completely safe. I'll give you headgear. Does that help? <laughs> I don't know if that's complete. With these guys the way they yeah. are. Yeah. Well, wear a helmet. Just, yeah. <laughs> It, it's fun, but you guys check out his stuff. We are getting towards the end of the show. Is there anything you want to say to the audience? We have about two minutes left. Oh, any social media? Uh, you, you know, I just, I, I, there's only one thing I really want to say. What all my work is about is the idea that I've found something that makes me really happy every day, and I, I get to travel around the world to do it. I bring my family with me. Um, I think so many people are stuck in a place where they know there's more out there. There's something they really would love to be doing with their lives, but they're comfortable and they don't want to take the risk. I was like that. It was a risk for me to get into photography, but I did it. And I'm so grateful every day that I did that. And I would just encourage anybody that's listening, go for your dreams. You know, life is short. You only have one opportunity. I know this is all a cliche, but uh, I'm just grateful that I made that leap. And I, and I encourage everybody else to give it a shot as well. Cause when, when you feel great about what you do with your life and it's fulfilling, never are you working. It's just like nonstop. I think about it when I wake up, when I go to bed, and it makes me really happy. So that's, that's the takeaway. I love, I love to hear that. Um, I think to be in any artistic field, to be in film, to be um, – because you're in film, you're in photography. I mean, you're, you're kind of across the board. You really do have to love what you do because it's damn hard work. Just saying. It's hard work. And it's, you know, everybody told me, of course, you're going to be a photographer. You can't make a living as a photographer. That's crazy. There's already a lot of photographers, right? You're always going to hear that. Anything worth doing, there's long odds of success. But I do yep. believe that if you put everything you've got into something, you're going to succeed at it. It's just, it's just about the effort. It's about the time. If you put the time in, you're going to succeed. I couldn't have said that any better myself. I think that's brilliant. And maybe your next book should be an inspirational one. No joke. You really should um, <laughs> okay. write about you and put that stuff in there because that's a hard view and it's a, it's a hard lesson for people to learn. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Guys, check him out. Seriously, he's got some incredible stuff. It's Jordan Matter. Check him out on YouTube. Check him out on uh, The Real Jordan Matter on TikTok. Um, we're going to put up some links when this show airs. Remember, because we are in the past. Woo, we are time traveling. Um, no, this, this is a pre-record rather than a live show. So I'm going to put it up the day this airs and I'm going to secretly talk him into coming back on the show. Can we get you on the show again? For sure. So you said it on air. It totally counts. That's legally binding. So we will definitely have him back on the show. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very, Fuck very Einstein. special... Fuck, fuck Weinstein, we hate him I'd like to remind you every time we swear We give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America The Humane Society of America and Ooh. free MMA We swear because we care um, And thank you to our very, oh, very yeah. special guest, Jordan Matter We'll see oh, I'm tricky. We'll see you guys next week, Good night. Thanks for checking out the show Behind the Scenes can be heard live On the Voice America Variety Channel Every Friday at 7pm Eastern Time 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.